Hello and welcome to Shield Bash. I am Britt. I will be your benevolent GM. And to my right is Mark playing Artemis Quinfrig, Esquire, Knife Master Rogue. Hi everybody out there in YouTube land. I guess we are on YouTube, aren't we? Yeah. This is this is for the real stuff, man. We're live and in color. Well Thanks, Will. Yes, shout out to Will, our technical genius. Uh, way more genius than us, for sure. But yeah, <laughs> oh my gosh, we've been putzing around with this for a little bit. Um, ordinarily, on this kind of session, we will dive deep and spin the spotlight on a certain character. This time, it's Artemis Quinfrig. Again, ordinarily, we do uh, a certain thing where we roll a d100 because nobody does the d100 anymore but you know what this time there are certain things i wanted to know personally about artemis quinbrig so i highlighted our hundred question questionnaire and i will just ask you certain questions sir are you ready i am ready artemis is ready we are ready Excelente. This first section is considered uh, the basics. All okay? right. I, I, I know. I don't think all of our listeners know. But I know. This is a character that you have played again and again and again and again and again through multiple different uh, what's the right word here? Um, uh, game systems, versions, and uh, games in general, yes. I started playing... Uh, well, the first time I played RPGs was the original basic set of Dungeons & Dragons. The red box and the blue box. Uh, I have both the, of those here. The basic and expert set, uh, also known as the um, Menser set, the Frank Menser set. Um, I got those for my grandmother for Christmas way back in the uh, winter of 1981. Oh my gosh. Thank goodness yeah. it was in 78. Between 81 and 82. Right. So yeah, I was between 7th and 8th grade and uh, started playing with some some friends uh, in middle school and uh, played all the way up through high school until the satanic panic hit. And kids... <laughs> If you don't know what the Satanic Panic is, Google it. But yeah, so I've played uh, played Artemis Quinfrig. He was my first character. He was a rogue. Really? Um, first character? Yeah, he's my first character. I wanted to play a rogue. I, I actually had an NPC that I took. Uh, his name was uh, Wolfgang von Hummel. And he was a barbarian. One of the very first barbarians that I ever played. But Artemis has been my uh, alter ego, my... Uh, go-to guy in every system from basic to second edition, third, 3.5. We're not going to talk about fourth. Uh, fifth, <laughs> I never, I, <laughs> fifth, I never really played uh, enough to. Well, I, I do have a fifth, a fifth le, or a fifth edition uh, Artemis version. That's correct. I forgot that I have that for their Adventures League, and then of course Pathfinder One when I started. Pathfinder Society. He was my my rogue, one of my favorite characters, and he is seeker level now. And uh, seeker level, yes. Wow. 
now that there's second edition Pathfinder 2, second edition, uh, he is, uh, I believe, sixth level already. So I've played quite a bit with him already, too. So Okay, so bottom line, this is a character you should know inside and out. Yes, pretty, pretty much. Okay, so unlike previous editions of the Deep Dive or the Spotlight or whatever we decided to call this thing, I'm going to ask you direct questions. All right. Instead of rolling the D100. You know what we found out, Mark, is is that on previous editions, we had a lot of duplicates. Because that's me rolling the dice, right? I mean, it happens. A lot of ones. A lot of ones, right? <laughs> so instead of that, we're just going to get rolling, baby. And I've selected per, uh, in advance meaning in the last half hour. Uh, <laughs> specific questions I want to know about Artemis, and I hope our listeners would like to know, too. Uh, this this particular question is under the grooving of uh, the basics, like I said earlier. Uh, who are, were, I don't know the circumstances, your parents, their names, you know, uh, occupations, personalities, that kind of thing. Mom? Well, um, you see, uh, my mom, uh, her name, her actual given name, was Millicent Adriana Quinfrig. And, um, well, let's not sugarcoat it, she was a whore. But she was a high dollar whore. She really was. I mean, she was. She was, she was very good at a job, very pretty. She was refined. Um, in fact, she grew up in an orphanage. It was also part of of a conservatory in Opara. So she had lots of culture. But as one happens when one's a young girl, she caught the eye of some, you know, rather well-to-do gentlemen. And uh, she found out that she could make a lot more going out on their arm than singing in their uh, parlors and, you know, ballrooms and stuff like that. So uh, mom went into business for herself. And, uh, and I didn't come along until, oh, I don't know, a couple of years, three years later, maybe, when she was in the biz. I was very young then, so it's kind of, you know, foggy. But uh, my mom worked at some really great establishments uh, in and around Apara. I mean, uh, there was the, uh, the Merry Mermaid. Uh, there was Stern Silver Strumpet. And, uh, and then uh, the one where she's at, last I checked, was um, the Inn of the 11th Happiness. Now, it used to only be the seventh happiness, but when my mom worked there, she came up with four more happinesses, so they, they named them after her. They cranked it up. Yeah, they went to ele happiness went to 11 when my mom showed up. That's right. Your? As far as my father, yeah. Uh, mom wasn't really sure. I mean, it could have been this nobleman. It uh, could have been this uh, uh, ship's captain. Uh, I don't rot, I know. I mean, but it's not important because I'm here now and, and, you know, and and I had a lot of uncles. That's how I learned a lot of stuff. I had a lot of my uncles that uh, taught me things. Uh, there was a uh, uh, ship's captain, Uncle uh, uh, Aloysius uh, Bartholomew Black. Uncle. Yeah, well, I had a lot of uncles. Right. I mean, and it was Uncle Skiv and Uncle Shiv. Uh, they worked in the, uh, in the uh, Merry Mermaid, you know, pretty handy with knives. That's where I got my uh, skills from. Uh, Look taught back me a to lot. That. All right. So, yeah. uh, uh, given mom's occupation, do you have any siblings? 
And if you do, what were they like? I'm I'm sorry. Uh, who? Because you kind of cut out there. Uh, siblings. Oh, siblings. Uh, no, no. Uh, mom uh, decided that one uh, child uh, in the in and around the business of the house was probably enough. And uh, besides, she had me, and I was a great child. So you know, why would she want another one? Yeah, with you, that was probably enough, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, she's very happy with me. I was a I was a very good baby, from what she said. Uh, and when I got big enough, I started helping out around the uh, the the, the, uh, the house, the uh, brothel. Yeah. Why would she need enough, another one? Right? Because <laughs> believe okay. it or not. Uh, yes. Gentlemen usually don't prefer whores with a lot of women and with a lot of babies, you know. Get out of here. Seriously? No, not really. Right. Okay. All right. Well, let me ask you this. Is Artemis left-handed or right-handed? Well, Artemis, uh, being a knife master and almost from the original iteration, has been ambidextrous. That's what I figured. That's why I keep going like this. He's, uh, he's equally good with either hand. That makes perfect sense to me. Uh, what, what is, and, and anybody that's listened to our podcast already knows this, but what does your voice sound like? Well, I've been talking in it now for a little bit because I'm trying to answer the questions in uh, character, so to speak, because you are interviewing Artemis and not Mark because Mark's right. kind of blah, blah. But right, Artemis is pretty cool. So yeah, I've been I've been talking like him for a while. I, I have to agree with that. Totally. Tell me this: Does Artemis have any quirks, strange mannerisms, other habits that you know would define his character? Well, uh, he's. Uh, I'm very full myself because I am quite skilled and always have been. Uh, but I'm not like us stuffy you know and stuck up i mean i'll talk to anybody literally about anything at any time anywhere um if anything i would say that uh people often underestimate me because they think i'm not intelligent because sometimes i ask really off-base questions or sometimes it takes me a while to notice that there is like an island and it's not because i'm dumb it's just because i'm kind of out of my element all of a sudden you know what i'm saying I totally get that, and it, that is a, a good position to be in, because if everybody else underestimates you, my God, right? Yeah, correct. How would you describe Artemis's childhood in general? Well, like I said, you know, Artemis, uh, he grew up in uh, in houses of what some people would call ill repute. Ill repute, uh, however. However, uh, all the houses my mum worked in were uh, above board. They were very fine. Uh, she was never uh, one of the crib girls or anything like that. I mean, she always was uh, up in a higher society type, you know, type businesses. But it, it was really a good, great childhood. I mean, I had a lot of uncles that taught me things. Um, I had a lot of aunts. You know, the other working girls kind of took me under their wing. And, uh, you know, they were all very, very loving of me. And, uh, you know, the thing was, I didn't get away with a whole lot when I was a child because there was everybody was watching me. I mean, I, I guess it was I was about, oh, six or seven when I was big enough to actually actually start doing things around the house. Like I would empty the spittoons and the chamber pots and that really sucked. But uh, sometimes I would get like, you know, 
a couple of coppers or maybe even a silver if the guy was being really generous and sometimes they would pass out and I would take their pants to get pressed and I, I don't know how all their money got uh, lost but it did so you know it wasn't my fault though I mean they left it laying around so I mean I had to clean up okay so was this a total Jojo dancer your life is calling kind of childhood or is there any amendments you would make to that well no I mean like I said you know, if I wasn't working in the house and helping out, I was running the streets. Uh, when I got older, I started out passing out handbills, you know, uh, come to the Merry Mermaid, you know, home of, you know, Millicent Quinfrig, you know, tonight, one night only at the end of the 11th happiness, you know, and we have like production numbers and some girls would sing. Uh, one girl could play uh, the harpsichord. That was really fancy. Uh, but she was wait, like, wait. yeah, how did she play that harpsichord? With I mean, it, was it, it all fingers or was it? Well, it, mostly fingers, yeah. I mean, th there was a girl from, you know, a Budrani girl that could do stuff with her feet, but it usually wasn't at the harpsichord. Okay, fair enough. Once you have come of age, where did you learn most of your skills and your other thieving-type abilities? Well, well, like I said, when it, it all started when I was younger. I mean, I, I, I did some sleight of hand and uh, just, you know, some lifting stuff here and there from from uh, clients at the uh, house. But I'd often get in trouble if I did too much of that. So that pushed me out into the, uh, into the streets of Opara. I mean, that's pretty much where I grew up at, you know. Uh, capital Taldor. Um, so I started running out there and I lift a purse here and there, you know, shake down a, shake down a merchant or whatever. Um, nothing strong arm, nothing mean. I mean, I never took nothing from anybody that couldn't afford it, you know. And the thing was, is a lot of times, you know, nobody even really noticed, you know, until uh, eventually they did. And uh, I don't know if you know anything about Opara, but uh, a bit. Uh, yeah, there's, there's quite a good thieves guild there. It's called the Brotherhood of Silence. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and yeah, they kind of frowned on me being an independent and whatnot. Wanted me to join and didn't want to do that because, you know, I'm me. And right. uh, so I told mum that there was a little heat coming down and uh, probably time for me to seek my fortune. So I jumped on a ship and I sailed out of Opara and, uh, and I hadn't been back for quite a while yet now. And that kind of leads us directly into our next question. Did you have any role models that were positive, negative, otherwise, uh, growing up? Well, you know, like I said, I had a lot of uncles. And I learned probably a little bit of everything from each one of my different uncles. I mean, like, uh, you know, like Stern, Mr. Stern. Sylvanus Stern. He he owned uh, Stern's Silver Strumpet. He was kind of the the you know the guy in charge of the place, and uh, he taught me uh, finances. He taught me uh, bookkeeping. He taught me forgery, uh, or as we like to say, creative accounting. Um, yes, and yes. you know. So that was that was one thing that I learned. It was kind of off the beaten path, and then you know from from my uncles that were security and stuff. I learned you know I learned some fighting techniques, and and from my one uncle uh, Bartholomew Aloysius Black, the, the ship's captain, uh, he was the one that actually talked me into going on board a ship uh, and and getting out of. Well, I mean I didn't have to leave, but it was probably a good thing I did uh, when the uh, the Brotherhood of Silence decided not to be so silent. So, so, yeah, I mean, I picked up a little bit of here and there, you know, from all my uncles that I knew. And, uh, you know, I'd say that uh, Captain Bartholomew, 
he was probably one of my role models uh, for a while. I wanted to be a pirate, but uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of sailing, not a lot of doing, you know, between uh, you know captures of ships and stuff, and that's kind of boring. And it's a lot of work. And I don't know if you know this about me or not, but I don't like to do a lot of manual labor, you know, because when you have special, yeah, when yeah. you have specialized skills. Uh, you try to use those so you don't have to work so hard. That's the whole right. point of being a, a rogue, a thief, you know? Exactly. But but when there is certain skills required, you're kind of the man, right? Well, I, I, I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn, but, you know, I am I am quite skilled. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a fair hand at just about uh, all of the, uh, the classical uh, thievery stuff, you know? Sure, sure. So, as a child... Given your very, uh, I'm not sure what the best word is, but I'm sure it's not traditional. As a child, though, did you have something in mind that you would want to be as you grew up? Yeah, I want to be rich. Oh! Yeah, because I saw at an early age that the rich blokes got along and had a much better time than the poor blokes. They do get along pretty well. Fair enough. I'm going to make you dig deep here. All right. On this next one. Okay. When and with whom was your first kiss? <laughs> well, that was that was one of the girls in the Merry Mermaid, actually. Uh, her name was Sadie. Do it. Her name was Sadie. Um, Sadie. She was a little. She was a little older than me. Really, really pretty. I mean, uh, just a beautiful little thing. Uh, you know, long a limb, uh, petite, long, long blonde tresses, blue eyes, uh, just More gorgeous. Uh, yeah, she was. She was probably uh-huh. oh, I don't know, four, four or five years older than me. I'm not really sure, but uh-huh. uh, you know, we were just kids. We ran around, and I helped her with stuff, and you know, and and she was my first kiss, and it was. I, mean, I think she was my first love too. Really, I mean, because I always think about her. Sadie, really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yep, Sadie Carmichael. Very interesting. Yep. All right. Uh, this next section is called "Part." Uh, excuse me. Past influences. What do you consider the most important event in your life so far? Well. I would have to say it was when Sadie got taken away from me. What? Well, I was in love with Sadie. I mean, the entire time I was growing up. And as girls, you know, I mean, it's just a natural progression in the business that my mom's in. Once they get to a certain age, they start being in the business. Yeah. Well, Sadie was very popular. And she was so pretty and so soft-spoken that a lot of the richer guys... And the nobles even would like to spend time with her. There was a, uh, this one guy, and his name was Con- Conrad McTavish. And he liked Sadie a lot. He was one of her regulars. Conrad he was McTavish. quite a bit older than him. Conrad McTavish. Gotcha. The bastard. I think he was like a baronet or something. I mean, minor lord, really full of himself. And right. uh, one time, one day... Uh, he came and he took Sadie away. And I've never seen her again. Uh, I've hunted for her. Try to find her. Try to find him. He's hard to get close to. But uh, I don't even know if 
said he's still alive. I mean, I asked a couple of the local wise women and stuff, and they're like, it's hidden from us. Uh, oh, that is behind the veil. Or, you know, they just don't know, you know. So I'm not sure if she's alive or not, but I'm trying to find her. And if I can't find her, I'm going to find that, that bloke. And we're gonna have a we're gonna have a discussion. Look out, Conrad. Alright. Past influences? Who has had the most influence on you so far? Well, like I said before, I think it would be uh, Captain Bartholomew Aloysius Black. He taught me how to to fight with a rapier. Uh, he was fairly good with knives. Um, he taught me a bit of sailing, uh, learned how to navigate. Learned how to uh, steer a boat, a uh, ship. I'm sorry if you hear me call it a boat. He would like thrash me. But uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, he taught me how to dress like a proper uh, gentleman, and uh, he's just an all around uh, uh, a good good friend and shipmate. How did you wind up there? Like I said, the Brotherhood of Silence was not too keen on me operating in their city being unaffiliated. And they kept pushing me and pushing me and pushing me. And, well, one night they sent a couple of guys around. And they were being very insistent. And one thing led to another. And somebody ended up getting knifed. And, I mean, it was a big mistake, an accident. So I had to leave rather quickly. I, uh, I went down to the docks. I found... Uh, Captain Bot's ship, and uh, we got out of there. Right. Okay. So it was a bit of a escape the local seeds guild. Am I right? Correct. Yes. Okay. Correct. Okay. Question thirty-one. Believe it or not, if you're keeping track, nobody's keeping track. <laughs> what do you consider your greatest achievement so far? It would have been my greatest achievement. However, comma, uh, yes. it ended up being my biggest uh, adventure so far. And that was when I was i was actually in Absalom. Yep. Um, I was in the Abbey District. And I was breaking into this mansion of this rich toff. And I think we talked about that before in one of the episodes. So you should probably go back and listen to that, uh, okay. viewers and listeners. And, yes. and uh, that was the first episode I was in. I believe it was like episode 18, 19, right in there. Um, but anyway, totally not, not my fault. It was a big dog. I set off a trap, thought I got teleported to the garden, when in fact I got teleported to Smuggler's Ship. And there I met my new shipmates, and we have been adventuring together and surviving all the uh, horrendous things on that island ever since. And hopefully, in just a few short weeks, we shall repair the lighthouse and we shall get the hell off of there. A Man, it's been a bit of a mess, hasn't it? Too right, too right. Next question. What is your greatest regret so far? My greatest regret is not being able to save Sadie that night. That Conrad McTavish came and took her away. McTavish? I always think I, think I always failed her, and I, and I hope she's all right. Sounds like a bad dude. He's a right bastard, he is. Right? Next question. What is the most evil thing you've ever done? Well, you know, I mean, I'm not really an evil person. I mean, a lot of people think that, that just because you're a rogue, you're, oh, you're bad, you steal, you kill people. 
It's not true. It's not. Well, here's the thing you have to consider, I think. Who is your deity, and what do they think more than anything else? I I like to file, uh, follow Caden uh, Killeen. He's kind of my ideal, my role model. Uh, hey, Mark, Mark, you know, Mark. Yeah. Just so you know, while we are recording this, it is the anniversary Caden Colleen's ascension. See, Did you know that? Look at that. I did not. Brilliant. Carry on. <laughs> but you know, he was a bloke, kind of like me. Uh, he liked to drink a little bit. He liked to do some daring things. And then one night he got drunk and he stumbled across the Starstone Bridge and bingo, bango. Now he is a god in in the heavens. Amazing, right? Yep. Happy accidents all the time. Was there a bit of regret in there anywhere, though? What, for uh, for ascending or... <laughs> I mean, I'm not really sure. I, I don't think I would regret being a god. I mean, unless it's like really boring and have to listen to everybody all the time. Oh, please give me this. Please give me that. I'm not worthy. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm going to I'm going to let it go. <laughs> Here's given your profession, uh, whether assumed or not. Do you have a criminal record of any sort? Um, not anymore. Uh, I think <laughs> the statute of limitations have run out on all those things, really. Uh, not anymore. Set your limitations, you say? Right, right. <laughs> to tell. Any, any, any details? Well, I mean, you know, like I said, I, I, I did lift a lot of stuff, but, you know, that may or may not have been the reason why the Brotherhood of Silence did not like me operate in their town, because I tended to dress like them and leave their calling card, and I don't know, it was a big mistake, big misunderstanding, I think, more than anything. Okay, so, could have been assumed, could have been totally BS. Right. Okay. Right. I go along with that. Um, what is... The most embarrassing thing to ever happen to you? Well, I think it was probably when my mum walked in on me and Sadie uh, when <laughs> I was about oh, 14 and she was about 18. I, you know, as kids want to do, we were exploring and mom happened to walk in and ask if we had got our chores completed and uh, we were trying to complete our chores at that time and it was very embarrassing for me did you complete your chores i did all right <laughs> <laughs> just had to ask so sadie though maybe not well i don't know she said it was a lovely time and she kept wanting to try it again so i'm guessing that she did got something out of it <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. If you could change one thing from your past, what would it be? That me and Sadie would be together, or that I would know that she's safe. That's probably the biggest thing I would try to change. And and I don't know, maybe maybe not having to leave Opara. But, I mean, I've got to see a lot of the world. I mean, I, I've been down to Sargatha. Uh, you know, oh, nice. I've been to several of the several of the islands in the Shackles. I've been to Absalom, the center of the world. You know, 
So, I mean, I wouldn't have seen all that if I stayed in Opara, but I might have might have had Sadie. So, yeah, that's probably it. My biggest right. step. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. Uh, next question, I think I already know the answer. What is your worst memory? That night. That night when he took we took Sadie away. Right. Um, yeah. And just the not knowing. Uh, not knowing if she's alive, not knowing where she is, if she's happy, if she's if she's okay, if she thinks about me, you know. Right. A lot of questions there, isn't there? Are you basically optimistic or pessimistic? Oh, I'm I'm very optimistic. I mean, uh, in my line of business, you have to be optimistic. I mean, be optimistic. You're going to find the next mark. You're going to get that chest open. You're not going to get stabbed. You know, I mean, optimism is like the fuel of the rogue, as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. I do not disagree. On the other hand, what is your greatest fear? Probably dying alone. <sighs> Ooh. With, yeah. with nobody to know know where I died or what I did, you know, without my mom knowing uh, yeah. what I achieved or if I was even successful. Yeah. So does mom have any idea what you're up to? Oh, uh, well, she knows I'm in, the, I'm in the business. You know, I'm on the shady side of the street, uh, so to speak. But, you know, she's proud of me because she knows I'm good at it. And... Uh, <laughs> And, and like I said, you know, I'm, I'm not a bad fella. I mean, you know, it's, it's like I explained to Meta that one time. Right. You know, I don't like to kill people. In fact, I'd rather not kill people. But I'm good at it. And yeah. sometimes people just need killing. I don't disagree. Just saying. What are your views on sex? On sex? Yes. I like it preference? a lot. But yeah, uh, I, like a lot. I, I like sex a lot. Yeah, I yeah, really yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, I like good sex, but there's not really any bad sex. But there can be not so good sex, if you know what I mean. I know exactly what you mean. But if you want to expound, by all means, carry on. Since I was around the business, so to speak, and yeah. in a uh, more or less professional sense of the word, yeah. you know, I mean, I never, I never worked actually myself mine was all more recreational but i did get and see a lot of uh, serious performers and uh so i picked up a thing or two here and there you know right what in your opinion is the most evil thing any human being could do that's a big um, question myself personally I know you've heard of these people that do things with kids, you know, like sacrifice them to demons and, and sometimes use them to make packs with devils and stuff. That's really reprehensible to me. Pretty much anything that steals the innocence of a child's childhood and the wonder that they start out in the world. And I really, I really don't like those people at all. I totally agree. Now, uh, next question. Do you believe in the existence of soulmates? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I do. I mean, I think you think, I think everybody. I think she's mine. I yeah. just hope that. I just hope that she, that I'm hers. I mean, I mean that's that's the main thing. I mean, sometimes yeah. I think our souls pick someone out, and maybe it's not their time to pick yours out. So it has to be worked both ways. You know, it has to kind of be a 
almost like an astro astronomical alignment, so to speak. Oh, so we're doing astrology too. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, you know, I, I can tell the uh, directions and sail a ship by the stars if I have to. Right, right, right. All right. Fair enough. What do you believe makes a successful life? Well, I mean, for me, if I got success in life. Right, it's tricky. I mean, it changes from time to time. I mean, but overall, I hope that one day I'll make a big enough successful score that I could get a little place of my own, maybe an inn, maybe a maybe a international shipping office. I don't know, you know, just something, and I'll live in comfort and safety in my uh, my later years. So, would you say enough money to live comfortably all by yourself? Oh. I'm talking about a lot of money. Some of us have comforts, and some of us really like comfort. I like comfort. <laughs> we really like comfort. Okay, I'm with you. I am totally with you. Tell me, Artemis, do you have any prejudice or bias? Um, I mean, not not particularly. I mean, uh, like I said, I, I don't really care for, uh, you know cultists that you know trafficking children uh slavers i don't really particularly like that i knew quite a bit of slaves i knew a lot of freed slaves i knew a lot of girls that were enslaved uh to some more disreputable types and i never really trucked with that but as far as like people in general i i don't mind i don't mind species i mean i'm not a speciesist whatsoever i don't mind dwarves elves halflings uh, I'm pretty much a live and let live kind of guy. Gotcha, gotcha. So was, that's not a big issue for you. Nope, not at no. all. Gotcha. Um, is there anything you absolutely refuse to do under any circumstances, and why do you refuse to do it? I don't. I don't kill children, and I right. try not to kill women. And, and by women, I, I mean like innocent women, like, you know, mothers, maids, you know, ones that aren't trying to kill me, in other words. Yeah, I mean, they attack you, that's one thing, right? Right. Gotcha. I, th I think that pretty much covers that gambit. Who or what, if anything, would you die for? Well, Sadie. I would have died for her. I'd, uh, I'd die for my mates. You know, I think, like, there's been times when, uh, you know, I was sure Meta was going to get killed, and I would have put myself in between something for her. Uh, definitely would put myself in between, you know, harm's way for Tam. And and maybe maybe something that I haven't even thought about yet. You know, I mean, like, if it was a mean that was to mean that I would have to die to save, like, you know, entire entire neighborhood or, you know, uh, my ship from going down or my life and trade for a whole bunch of good people would would be fair i think well let's hope it doesn't come to that i mean tam meta i get that you guys have uh, totally formed a bond at this point mostly out of self-preservation you know yeah I, I get it i was just wondering if there was anything prior to that probably sadie just guessing definitely Sadie. yeah right yeah Speaking of which, I think I already know the answer. Who is the most important person in your life and why? Well, 
I would say probably me mum and Sadie, of course. Two peoples. Fair enough. Do you have a best friend outside of, you know, who we've already talked about so far? Best friend? I have a lot of a friends, a lot of friends. Um, I have a lot of acquaintances. I had a few shipmates. Um, Never really had anybody that I worked with on a regular basis, like a partner or anything. I kind of prefer to work alone, you know, in in the biz. But uh, I don't I like that Jarwin bloke. He's kind of funny. Jarwin is funny. (laughs) Yeah. How close are you to your family, really? I mean, in this case, it's your mom, right? Right. I mean, uh, I try to post letters to mom on a regular basis and let her know where I'm at and what I'm doing and, you know, just tell her a bit about where I'm at, mostly so she knows I'm still alive. Last letter I dropped to her was, uh, well, I guess it was about three days before I broke into that mansion in the Ivy District. Uh, So, I mean, she doesn't even know I'm on an island or anything. (laughs) You know. Imagine not. So that'll be my probably my second priority once I uh, make port and we get off this stinking ship. Be to get Mumaletta in the wind, so to speak. I'll look forward to it. Who would you turn to in desperate need of help? You mean on the island that we're on now, or just in general? In general, it, it would be uh, Captain Bartholomew. Yeah. Bartholomew, gotcha. I think I think he would help me. Now, can yeah, you do- definitely. Do we know a whole lot about Captain Bartholomew? I, I haven't talked to, about him a lot to the uh, to the people on the island because yeah. it's kind of my past and it's kind of personal, and yeah. really haven't had a had a reason to talk to them about it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean they know I'm a sailor. They know I was in Sargava, but uh, you're the first one that really knows why I was in Sargava or why I decided to be a sailor instead <laughs> of a, you know a, a rogue around town. Right? But, uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe going back on ship, that'll come out. I'm kind of trying to go a bit meta here. Is Bartholomew somebody that is known under the captains of uh, whatever? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Well, I mean, I I don't know if he's known to the people on the island, uh, but he is a free captain. He is a free captain. He does have his own. Yes, he does have his own ship. He has standing. Okay. Uh, he would have standing if, you know, if, if you know, they would call up the captains, he would answer. Okay. Um, That's kind of what I wanted to know. His ship is called the Golden Drake, and it's very fast. I mean, it's a wonderful ship. Uh, sometimes he carries merchant cargo. Sometimes he takes merchant cargo. You know, a bit of everything. Sure. Absolutely. On the island, do you have a best friend? Well, I mean, we're all pretty close. I mean, uh, right. I mean, I, I like Jarwin. Um, we used to talk a lot more until he got, you know, captured by the cannibals. He's kind of changed a little bit after that. Not quite as much fun. Yeah, me, me and Tam have grown kind of close. Uh, Nath's really quiet. But he does say some things and once in a while make me chuckle. And uh, that frog, Ronan, oh my God. He cracks me <laughs> up all the time. <laughs> I mean, number one, because he talks and he's a frog. But number two, just because he's funny. <laughs> he is pretty and funny. And he really pisses, he pisses Tam off all the time. And that's funny too. 
It, it's great, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> On the island, who would you turn to if you were in desperate need of help? What I mean, like, what kind of help? I mean, what what, what are you getting at? I mean, to All fight right, somebody, say, to let's, let's say um, you need carry something some heavy, healing, healing. Well, I mean, probably meta. I mean, as long as I wasn't like too close to death, because we know how that happens when she tries to heal things that are probably a little too far gone. Right. I don't want to end up like not Jarwin. Right. Nobody does. Nope. No. Nope. Not Jarwin sucks. Yes. <laughs> Do you trust anyone to protect you? I don't really need anyone to protect me. I'm pretty good um, myself. I do uh, trust uh, Tam to watch my back. If, you know, worse comes to worse. Uh, Jawin, I mean, he's uh, quite capable. Uh, not really great close up. But uh, but Nath, I mean, when, when Nath's got his head in the game, he's pretty uh, he's pretty effective, you know. So I would say probably, uh, probably Nath and, and Tam would be my, my picks for... You know, having my back in a fight. Yeah, I, I I would agree with that. I would totally agree with that. If you died or went missing, who would miss you? Well, I mean, uh, my mum would would miss me for sure. I can um, think of you, yeah. I I hope Sadie, but I don't even know if she's still alive. You know, she may be uh, some lord's, you know, kept woman now or something. I don't know. Maybe she forgot all about me. I would hope that um, my my shipmates now would uh, you know would shed a tear, pull one out for me in, in remembrance every once in a while. Right. Um, but yeah, and, and maybe Captain Black, if he ever heard that I had fallen, you know, we don't see each other often, but we're shipmates, and we always will be. So, do you care what others think about you? Well, I mean, by and large, I mean like. In general, no. I mean, because I'm, I'm my own person, you know. Well, I do care what, like, my shipmates and my, my companions now think of me, you know. I mean, I know they know I'm a rogue and I'm a shifty type of person. But, I mean, in all honesty, never stolen anything from anybody in the party. Never would. I mean, that's just that's just not something you do, you know. Right. It's just not. It's not proper. Now, if, if I happen to find something... You know, nobody else finds. Then you know, eh. different story. Right, right. But I mean, that's just dibsies, right? It's not like we put it in a pot and I stole it out of the pot or something. This is what I'm saying. Uh, what is your most treasured possession? I've got uh, a little picture, you know, like a cameo picture of Sadie, and uh, and then you know, I've always got that uh, close uh, to my heart. And uh, but I think now it's this uh, wonderful dagger that we found on the Brian Demon. I mean that is that is a piece of art. It is a bit of a, a nice find. I can't argue with that. But if you were to put the two side by side, what would you say? I mean, it's no question. I want to keep Sadie's picture. It's all okay. I got left over, right? Fair enough. Okay, now I'm gonna go totally Monty Python on you. Are you ready? <laughs> All right. What is your favorite color? Uh, blue. Okay, fair enough. 
Do you smoke, drink, uh, or use drugs? I do not smoke uh, because I don't like the smell of most tobaccos. I don't do drugs as a general rule. Uh, yeah. I had experimented when I was younger, but as a general rule, I do not take with uh, mind-altering substances. But I do like to tip one back. Who doesn't? You know, it's part of my faith, so you know it can't be bad if it's religious, right? Question number 79. Can you believe we're that far already? If anything, shocks or offends Artemis? Well, I mean, believe it or not, and you probably would at this point, I mean, from what you know of me, not a lot shocks or offends me. <laughs> it's just not. I mean, I've seen a lot of stuff. I've been a lot of places. I've been around the block a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, three or four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How does Artie deal with stress? I don't really have a lot of stress. I mean, I, I really don't. I'm not one of those people that worry. I'm not a worrier. Uh, I'm not a, you know, oh my gosh, what if I don't do this type of guy? I'm just, that's not me. It's just not. Right. What are Artie's pet peeves? I don't have a whole lot of them. But one of them, like I said already, I mean, when people are cruel to children or dogs, I don't like that. I mean, I really don't. Because children and dogs are usually quite trusting of people, especially older people. And when you take advantage of one or the other, it makes you look bad and you look small, not the child and not the dog. Do not disagree. What is Artie's greatest weakness? Probably because I, I have a soft spot for women. And I, I don't mean down south. I mean in my heart. Right. I've been known to do things that I probably otherwise wouldn't and probably weren't prudent to do because I'm either trying to help a lady out of a tight jam or I'm trying to defend a lady. Um, and sometimes that'll get you in trouble too because I know if I tried to do that with Tam, she would just give me no end of shit. <laughs> I'm sure that's correct. Well, I mean, she is a, a strong, independent woman, and she wants to make everybody aware of that. Absolutely. If you could change one thing about Artie, what do you think it'd be? Well, I always said if I could change that night with Sadie, that would be the one greatest thing I think I would change. However, since being stuck on this island, that is a close second. So, if you go back and not be stuck on this island would that be first you think no i said that'd be a strong second i mean if i could get sadie and be with sadie and keep her from from getting taken by that mctavish dude <coughs> yeah that would be my number one gotcha so all right name uh three things that you consider <laughs> yourself to be good at well I am, uh, I'm, I'm good at talking to people. I'm always good at talking to people. Uh, a lot of times I can convince people of almost anything or talk my way out of something, uh, which is also usually better than fighting them. But that's probably my second best thing is I can fight people. I'm, I'm pretty handy with blades and I'm pretty fast and I'm not too bad with a bow. And, and probably my third most important thing, I would have to say that I'm a pretty good thief. Right. What about three things that you're not so great at? I'm not so good at math. Yeah, yeah. I don't like math. 
big numbers. I mean, small numbers are fine, or like coins and stuff like that. I'm I'm good at that. But uh, like you know, all that stuff that Tam does with like the angles and the hypotenuse and all. Uh, I'm not good at that. <laughs> um, but uh, as another thing, I'm not good at is I'm not good at uh, telling women no. Okay. Um, whether it's for a night out, whether it's uh, doing a job, whether it's killing somebody that's bothering them, I'm not good at saying no to women. Um, I get you. Yeah. And probably the third thing that I'm bad at, I'm not bad at a lot of stuff. I mean, third. Hmm. hmm. It's hard. Bro. I'm only coming up. I'm only coming up with the two. <laughs> only coming up with the two. Sorry. Yeah, two's probably it. Okay, two's not bad, right? <laughs> Do you like yourself? Yeah, I think I'm a great fella. I'm a good friend. I'm a stalwart ally. Uh, I'm pretty handy to have in a fight. I mean, you could definitely do worse if you were with me and you were a lady. Much definitely worse. Yeah, yeah, definitely worse there. Yeah, absolutely. What goal do you most want to accomplish in your lifetime? Well, number one right now is I want to get off this bleeding island because it sucks. But my, my biggest goal... Other than you know being rich, is to is to find Sadie. I want to find out what happened to her. Good to know. I mean, if she's happy, I'll just say hey and walk away and wish her a great life. But if she's not, I want to do something about it. All right. Well, that aside, if if you could choose how you would die, how would it go? Well, if I had to die. I would want it to mean something. I want, would want it to have meaning, preferably in front of at least three witnesses, if not more, so that you know they could see that I was heroic and I did uh, I did something not just for myself. But I did I died in the service of others. So more or less, you pretty much are a hero. Well, <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I mean, I'm just a bloke trying to get along the best he can through life and pick up a bit of coin, you know? Sure. Absolutely. Who doesn't? But if you knew you were going to die within 24 hours, what would you do? Money's no object. Well, you got what you got, is what I'm going to say. If we had 24 hours to live... Yeah. And everything being equal the way it is now on the island, I would probably try to spend some time with Tam and let her know how much I uh, respected her and how much uh, her being close to me means, even though I don't let on uh, to the rest of the blokes that, uh, that uh, she is. All right. So you would let Tam know she's important, not necessarily the rest of the crew. Right. I mean, gotcha. Because, I mean, I think Tam's had kind of a hard row herself, you know. I oh, mean, uh, she got pushed into a marriage. She got pushed into a marriage she didn't want uh, to somebody that she didn't even like. And, uh, I mean, then the whole family thing happened with her. And, you know, I just want to know that I think what she's doing is, uh, is is great. And that she should carry on and be a Pathfinder and be in the Chronicles. And, and, uh, and you know, I'm, I'm very... Uh, proud to have uh, made her acquaintance and spent some time with her. Hopefully, gave her some comfort. 
makes total sense to me. What is the the one thing for which you would most likely want everybody to remember you by if you did die? I think the one thing I would want people to remember about me is that I could always be counted on in a tight spot. That, I think, is the true definition of a good companion. That's just me! Last question. If you could, what advice would you, the player, Mark, give your character? Well, if I was speaking to Artemis, uh, yes. I would say, be yourself. Do what you know is right, even if it looks wrong to somebody else. Because I feel Artemis is pretty grounded in himself, and he's not a bad guy. He's not a bad guy at heart. I think I agree. Just for the record, would you say, well, you've got the character sheet. I don't know, but I'm going to guess he's chaotic good? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Love it! Love exactly. it! Exactly. Perfect. Thank you for joining us on this deep dive for Artie. And well, we thank you for having you me. Time. This is Shield Bash signing off. Mark, I have no idea what I'm doing now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, let, uh, we'll let Will worry about that on the technical end. But thanks, uh, thanks for having me. Hope it, uh, hope it came out good. <laughs> And uh, let me know. Shield Bash is made in association with Knights of the Octagon and Farmageddon Gaming Convention. Find us online at shieldbash.net, on Facebook at Shield Bash, on Twitter at Bash Shield, and on YouTube at Shield Bash. Music by Lee Rosevere. Serpent Skull and Pathfinder are the property of Paizo Publishing Incorporated. Leave a comment on iTunes for a chance to hear us read it out on the podcast. Questions and comments can be sent to shieldbashpodcast at gmail.com. Here we go. It's good to see you, bro. It really is. Too, I, man. I, it's been a little while. I know it's going to be a while longer. January. January yeah, will be at, uh, at uh, FriendCon 2, Electric Boogaloo. I'll be there, I think. I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what's going on with the, the second, the sequel, but... I'm going to have fun, damn it. That's all I know. Well, I am definitely running 
the next one in uh, continuation of the one that Will and those guys played uh, with the uh, the Cyclops and stuff. Uh, that's going to be a hoot. Hopefully, I'll get the same group of players. That would be fantastic. So, my neighbors offered to grab me lunch earlier. I don't know if you noticed this or not, but it's 6.36. It's a little bit past lunch. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, they went to the, the KFC. No, I'm sorry, not KFC. The, uh, the Knights of Columbus. What is that? K of C. Yeah, yeah, a bit different. Yeah. And, and they offered me... KFCs. Yeah, they offered to grab me some wings, and I'm like, yeah, I love wings, so that'd be great. Grab me two patches, you know, or whatever, you know. They finally, while we were recording, made it back and put them on my porch for me. So I texted Neil. I don't know if he replied or not. I thought I heard something, but, you know, uh, I should probably go check. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully your dog didn't get them because they were barking. So. Oh, you heard that, did you? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, getting a eleven foot Fraser fur. What? Oh yeah, we've got. Yes, huge. This one goes to eleven. Yes, the, it's all tree too. Like two hundred and fifty bones. It was. It was pricey. Wow. Tell me this. Have you got a space to put an eleven foot tree? Oh yeah. Yeah, our yeah? our we have we have uh cathedral ceilings in our house, so nice. In fact once we get it decorated I'll I'll send some uh some pictures out or whatnot. Please. That's pretty amazing. No, all what? your kids are, are pretty What's much say? exodus of the house, right? Yeah, put we the just, computers on. He just said sent something. I didn't catch it, but said oh, everything looks good. I think. Oh, there's the chat bar. Never mind. Duh. Yeah, cool. my chat bar disappeared, so I gave up on it. He says, "All looks and sounds good. Have fun. Start whenever you're ready, Britt. When you are done, just give me a call." So. Oh, I can totally do that. All right, I'm gonna take the chat off and take the glasses right. off. All right. And uh, ready when you are, sir. All right. I'm ready, Ridley. I'm. I'm gonna have. Wait a minute. I had something. Jesus Christ, what the hell is that? Free session sponsored. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, uh, okay, I guess I'll say thanks and uh, move on. I did not th- know that this thing was dependent on Skype. I, I had no idea. But uh, I didn't yeah. either. Either way, it's all good, sir. I, I do not Excellent. care. Okay, shall we do the official opening? Sure. Okay. One, two, three. Three, four, five.